You're listening to In Defense with Dr. R.G. Willard, a Christian apologetics podcast equipping you to give a defense for the hope that is in you and to speak truth in Jesus' name. On today's episode, Dr. Willard will introduce the Kalam cosmological argument and explain what makes an argument both sound and valid. You are listening to In Defense with me, Dr. R.G. Willard, a Christian apologetic podcast bringing you an appeal and defense of the Christian faith. This is episode two in the six-part series of my favorite argument for God's existence, the Kalam Cosmological Argument. Now, last time we took a look at a quick history of this argumentation all the way from around 400 AD with John Philoponus all through the medieval thinkers up to the modern day proponent William Lane Craig on the Kalam Cosmological Argument. Now for this episode, we're not gonna dive into the first part of the argument. That will be in episode three. What I really wanted to do for this episode is I wanted to talk through what makes a good argument, certain qualities that make a good argument, as well as two major arguments that we're going to see not only apologists use, but that we find within the Kalam cosmological argument itself. So today, the two kinds of arguments I want to discuss are called inductive arguments and deductive arguments. Let me state that again, inductive arguments and deductive arguments. Now, before I jump into those, what I wanna do for you is I want to discuss certain qualities to make both of these inductive and deductive arguments good. There are two terms that I think will be helpful for all of us to know and to use when we're looking at the Kalam argument, as well as just arguments or the way we think and reason through our everyday lives. The two terms are this, validity and soundness. What makes a line of reasoning or argument valid and what makes a line of reasoning and argument sound? Let's talk about the idea of something being valid, something having validity. A valid line of reasoning or a valid argument is simply this, where the conclusion logically follows from the premises. You see, validity is a property of the argument's form and structure. If both of the premises are true and lined up in its form, the conclusion in its form must also be correct. It must also need to follow. Let me give you an example of this, an example I'm sure all of you have heard throughout your life. Here's the argument. If A equals B and B equals C, therefore A equals C. I want you to notice something here. This is a valid argument. The first line and the second line of thought follow to the form of the conclusion. If A equals B and B equals C, therefore A equals C. Now, you could say this way. If A equals B and B equals C, A equals D. Now, that is an invalid argument. Where in the world did D come from? It could be the case that A equals both A as well as D, but from the line of form of this argument, A equals D as its conclusion does not follow from the premises. Everything could be right, but the form and structure is laid out correct. That is validity. 
the form of our thought and line of reasoning needs to be able to follow to the correct conclusion. When it comes to soundness, soundness is both valid, right? You need to have a valid argument and it needs to have a a sound argument. And the soundness is where the premises are true or even more plausibly true. And that leads to the correct conclusion. A good line of argument and reasoning need to have both correct form and correct or even more plausibly true premises that lead you to the correct conclusion. Okay, now that you have that, let's dive into the two kinds of arguments that we're going to see in the Kalam cosmological argument. The first line of reasoning and argument is what is called inductive reasoning or inductive argumentations. Now, inductive is really simple. It's basically making an observation, discerning a pattern, making a generalized information, or inferring to a hypothesis or explanatory theory. Inference to the strong conclusion is most likely to be true. This is what inductive means. We see this all the time in science, in fact. We see scientists look out into the world, look out into reality, and make observations, gather data, which leads them to the best hypothesis and conclusion to think that their information is true. This is basically just inductive reasoning in argumentation. Let me give you two examples of this. You might not know but I have a very strong gluten intolerance. It won't kill me, but it makes me not feel well if I have gluten. So here is an argument that uses inductive reasoning when it comes to me and having gluten. Here it is. Premise one. My body does not process gluten well, and it makes me feel sick. Premise two. The bread had gluten that I ate at dinner. Conclusion. That bread at dinner is most likely the reason I do not feel well after dinner. If I have a gluten intolerance and I ate bread with gluten in it and I feel terrible now after dinner, it is really good inductive reasoning that it might as well be the bread that I ate at dinner that is making me not feel good. Now, I could look around me and everyone else just throwing up and I come to determine Hey, we all have food poisoning, but until I have that bit of information to make my reasoning that it was gluten that's making me not feel well, I am on safe and reasonable and rational grounds through this inductive reasoning to think that it was the bread that is not making me feel good after dinner. There's another example that apologists use when it comes to God and morality. And let me give you an actual good source that you can order off of Amazon if you would like. There's a great book called Good God by Dr. Baggett and Dr. Jerry Walls. And what they do is they look at all of the theories and hypothesis of morality, and they argue that God is the best explanation for morality. They take all of the other answers, all of the other theories, and through rational argumentation, they come to the conclusion that these theories cannot explain morality, and God is still the best explanation. Therefore, we are on safe grounds to think that not only God exists, but that God is the reason for our morality. Note this. Inductive reasoning needs to be both valid and sound. It needs to have both of these qualities as well. So that is inductive reasoning. The last one is called deductive reasoning, deductive type logic. And it's basically this. 
The premises guarantee the truth of the conclusion. If the lines of thought are true in a deductive type argument, the conclusion necessarily follows. It has to be true. There is no other explanation but the conclusion if the premises are true. Let me give you an example of this. Here's an argument. Premise one. All humans are mammals. Premise two. Steve is a human. Conclusion. Therefore, Steve is a mammal. If all humans are mammals and Steve is a, a human, it necessarily follows. It has to follow that Steve is a mammal. If one and two are true, the conclusion necessarily follows. Now, someone might come in and go, Ryan, I, I got to talk to you about something. Uh, Steve is actually not a human. Steve is a pet snake who belongs to Tom, and Tom is uh, a kind of person who thinks their animals are humans and talks to them and refers to them like they're humans. So, in fact, Steve is a snake. He is not a human. Well, there's nothing wrong with the argument. It's just that the second line or the second premise is false. Steve is a snake. He is not a human. Therefore, the conclusion that Steve is a mammal doesn't follow. But there's nothing wrong with the form of the argument. It's just that one of the lines of thought and reasoning and premise is false. Therefore, the argument is false. This is deductive type arguments and reasoning. So you might be asking, why is this important for the Kalam cosmological argument? Why do I need to know this before we dive into the next episode when we jump into premise one? Well, there's two main things I want you to know. First, this main argument, the Kalam argument, which I'll restate in a second for you. And if you want to go listen to more of that, jump back into episode one of the series. It is laid out in deductive form. And that means if we believe the first two lines of thought and the first two premises are true, the conclusion necessarily has to be right. There is no other answer for its conclusion. Second reason why it's important, when we dive into the first two premises, we're going to see in order to argue and to think that these are true, we're going to look at more deductive as well as inductive type of arguments and reasoning. We will see both of these types within the sum total of the argument itself. So once again, let me give you the Kalam argument. Whatever begins to exist has a cause of its existence. The universe began to exist. Therefore, the universe has a cause of its existence. If one and two are true, and we can show that both inductively and deductively, the conclusion necessarily has to follow, and the universe has a cause of its existence. We're going to be diving into premise one, that whatever begins to exist has a cause of its existence. And I'm going to be looking at some arguments to show you why that is true and you should believe that to be true. So if you have any questions or thoughts or comments or suggestions, please let us know. I want to hear from you guys or if you want to come alongside us and help financially support what we are doing to making great Christian apologist in the Columbus, Ohio region, please email me at ryan at ryanwillert.org. That's W-I-L-L-E-R-T, ryan at ryanwillert.org or go visit the podcast page at riverradio.com. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time on In Defense. 
This podcast is a production of River Radio Ministries. You can find more podcasts like this one at riverradio.com. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell a friend so they can listen too.